broadcasting from somewhere deep in Hazard County. It's Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, welcome back to Guatney Unplugged. Hey, we got one of my heroes on the show today. Mike Nolan is so influential uh, in what I ended up doing as a career. You cannot imagine. He was one of my teachers starting back in the eighth grade at Rose City Junior High School. Yep. And uh, you're now venturing into real estate, and we'll talk about that, Porchlight Realty. But you just retired from the North Rock School District this year, right? Yeah, this is my first year of not teaching, which is a a weird feeling to have done it for so long. And then August rolls around, and I'm not having to go into the school, make lesson plans. It was a very strange feeling. But realtors don't get the summer off. No, they don't. No, they don't. We don't get. We don't get. It's like calling you in June. Hey, come to work because you know. Well, that's the hope. That's (laughs) the hope is that they're calling you in June and July and August and every day. So, did you grow up around North Little Rock? I did. I was. I actually born and raised in North Little Rock. I'm third generation North Little Rock. Uh, My grandfather moved to North Little Rock in the early 1900s. He worked for the railroad. He actually built the house that my mom uh, grew up in on Main Street, about three houses down from the North Little Rock High School Old Main Campus. Ah. And so uh, she went to high school there, and then I grew up uh, here in North Little Rock and went to high school there and my daughter went to high school there and then ended up teaching at North Little Rock, which was really, really amazing because I got to actually work with a lot of the teachers that had taught me, which was really cool. See, we kind of have that in common because the city hired me when I graduated to be a teacher's assistant for Jim Billings. So I felt like I was in 90210. I stayed in high school like three <laughs> more years. Right. It is kind of strange because the dynamic changes well and you're seeing things from the other side you go from being the student and you're like oh this is this teacher's like this or this is this way but then when you're on the other side and you're the teacher you've got all these kids but then you can go next door you can go down the hall and suddenly this teacher that maybe taught you whatever class it was you're talking to them about you know advice or you're just talking to them about life or whatever and it's it's surreal to say the least but it's it's great i will say i really really enjoyed it and and wouldn't wouldn't have changed anything about that at all so did you have a teacher that that is basically your mike noland i i had several but i would say that there were i was i i was blessed that i had several teachers that did it but i would say sort of the the Mike Nolan for me was probably Kathy Holiday, and she was my my drama teacher uh, in high school. And uh, there was a, a group of my friends, Jay Russell being one of the main cronies, and we were always, you know, making movies and things oh, like yeah. that. And and when we were juniors in high school, our teacher. Who? Oh, I, I, no, yeah, junior high. She she gave us an assignment, and we were supposed to do a book report. And so, being the the knuckleheads that we were, we of course said, "Well, we're not just going to do a book report." Of course not. We're going to make a movie. <laughs> yes. And so that was the sort of thing that we did. And and of course, as we thought we were very entertaining. I don't know that everybody agreed, but we thought we were very entertaining. And the teacher. Uh, 
uh, Mrs. Weatherington, she said, you guys are really talented. We have a new drama teacher. I would like to introduce you to the drama teacher. And we were like, okay. We had never done drama and never right. even thought about it other than making our own little, you know. Eight millimeter eight or something. Eight millimeter yeah. movies where you had to, where you you filmed it, you sent it off, you had to wait for it to come back. And then to add sound, we would record it on a reel-to-reel. Wow. And then sync it up when we showed it so that you had the sound. Oh, my gosh. But uh, she introduced us to Kathy Holiday, And at that point... Only seniors were allowed to take drama. And so she said, well, you guys are, are talented, and, and would you like to, to be, do some drama stuff? And we are like, uh, of course. And she got us into going to a speech tournament. And the first speech tournament that we went to, we did what was called Reader's Theater, which is sort of like a group. It's almost like a play without props. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the stage, and you have the scripts. And we, I'll never forget this, we did the opening scene from The Odd Couple. And we practiced it, and we rehearsed it as if it was a play. We had, we just pretended that we had the cards, we mimed everything, and we thought we were brilliant. (laughs) And we go to our very first tournament, and we perform, and when we get done, I mean, we... We were even have to say, please, no autographs. We're, right. We were that good. Sure, of course. We sat down in the audience just watching, waiting for the next poor schlubs that have to come up and follow us because they weren't even going to have a chance. Right, of course not. so good. Yeah. So they get up there, <laughs> and they did a legitimate reader's theater, which we didn't know what they were doing. They had their scripts. They were sitting in chairs. And we're he on out yeah, there. Yeah. What are these guys doing? You, you just this blow it out. We're you're ridiculous. Yeah. Just sit down. Right. Just just take a seat. <laughs> and then the next group got up. They did the same kind of thing. And it occurred to us, wait a minute. So that's what reader theater is? What were we doing? Yeah. We looked like Ned and the third reader. <laughs> we were the biggest bunch of goobers you ever saw. And of course, you know. Even though we we stunk it up, we absolutely had a blast. I fell in love with with theater and with performing and and being part of that. And uh, that's really where it took off. I was uh, Kathy Holiday got me started in theater, and and I never really looked back. So. I remember pulling something that ridiculous in one of your classes. That is absolutely no surprise. You had an assignment that everyone was to come up with a two minute bit that went to music. And so most kids are playing like some 60s hippie music and acting like they're sitting around a campfire. Right. And my buddy Jason and I, who I've lost contact with, we had the brilliant idea to take a tape recorder and hold it up to the TV in my bedroom and record the shootout at the end of Commando. (laughs) That sounds about right. And we show up in your class with a tote bag of toy guns and act out the ending action battle of Commando. (laughs) That was our two music. Oh, my. That sounds about right. Can you imagine trying that in a school Oh, you couldn't get in the front door now. I hope. (laughs) There's no way. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you scored us, but, I mean, it was creative. And. I probably scored you well for that because I did. <laughs> creativity was always to me the the biggest thing. I, I would never want to shoot somebody down, right? Because there wasn't wrong. You didn't do it wrong, but creativity was like, man, that's off the charts. Yeah. If you went to go to that extent, 
I mean, that's brilliant. What was one of the things that was so influential? You would bring in guest speakers, and I remember that one that you were close to. Oh, I know where we're going with it, this. This was a guy that worked in New York and stuff and film commercials, yes. and I was fascinated yeah. with this guy. Yeah, there's a guy by the name of T. Ray Treese. Okay, whose claim to fame when he was he was originally from Arkansas, and he was from a town that you may or may not know, Possum Grape heard of that possum grape arkansas it's up it's up near uh bald knob it's in that area little teeny town and he he and i worked on the because because of my connections in fact with jay russell uh, i also did some film work which you know mm-hmm. and the first movie that i ever worked on was a movie that was shot here in north little rock and around arkansas called end of the line and Wilfred Brimley, right? Wilfred Brimley, yes. Levon Helm, yes, uh, Holly Hunter, Mary Steenburgen, Kevin Bacon, so cool, amazing cast. And their first, so their first movie, uh, they he Jay called me and said, "Hey, we're going to do a movie, uh, one that I wrote. We're coming back to North Little Rock. I want you to help out." So I said, "That's great." So I I was. Uh, Worked on locations, which meant finding where every shot was mm-hmm. going to be. And T-Ray was one of the production assistants on that movie. And then after the movie wrapped, he ended up moving to New York and continuing in production work up there. And so when he would come back for a visit, he would say, hey, I've got some ah, yeah. I've got some video. I'll show it to your class and explain. And it was great. I mean... It would be like I, the Pillsbury yeah. Doughboy. I know that he had one. He worked on one of those yes. commercials, and he would explain how everything was done and popcorn popping real yes. slow. He said, "I'd film for eight hours trying to get that one kernel to pop." Right, and it was just a really cool way because everybody would see commercials, but oh, yeah. nobody realized what it would take to actually, you know, do oh, those exactly. or make those commercials. You know, and so at at one point, I I lived in New York briefly and did commercial work did production on commercial work and you know you see a 30 second commercial it might take a week of filming to get that done and then there's the post-production where they go in and do whether it's sound effects or visual effects or whatever but you know the um, the amount of time and money that goes into making either a commercial or a television show or a film as as you know is really extensive i remember you talking about how they were more particular about a commercial than a movie because they're going to show it a thousand times right right i mean and it they they left no stone unturned when it came to that you know i will say one of the advantages of those they had a little bit more time if you're working on a commercial you don't necessarily have the same time crunch that you will for a film when they sure. say you have 30 days to get this filmed and you run out of money at that point if you don't get it. So commercials, they had more time to, to yeah. be particular like that. You are my seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. You, yes, that makes you, that makes you a two. Cause that's I don't right. One. Exactly. What was, what was he like? He absolutely could not have been nicer or cooler. He was the nicest guy. I know when Jay told me that Kevin was going to be in the movie, 
you know, I knew him from from uh, uh, Footloose, and oh sure, kind of like, is, is he going to be like a star when he comes in here? <laughs> he absolutely could not have been a nicer guy, just down to earth and friendly, and friendly to everybody. And you know, he's also a musician. He and his brother have a band called the Bacon Brothers. Yep. So he's really into music. He really he was one of the nicest guys ever. You know, so everybody on that shoot was really, really nice. And I know, of course, I, Mary Steenburgen, who's from Arkansas, and, you know, Academy Award, and you, you would think, oh, she's all Hollywood. She, I mean, she's like your next-door neighbor. Of course. I mean, she's she is Arkansas through and through, just sweet and nice and friendly, and she's, you know, great to work with, so... And she is, in return, when she would come back to Arkansas, she would a lot of times contact me and say, hey, Mike, I'm in town. Would you like me to come to your classes? So what am I going to say? Gee, Mary, <laughs> Steenburgen, Oscar-winning yeah. actress. No. We just don't have time. No, we're we're going to do a writing assignment. <laughs> I don't really think I yeah. need you to come and talk right. to Mike. Of course she's going to come. Oh, yeah. You know, and one, I don't know, one of the times she brought her husband, Ted Danson, with her, which was really cool. Oh, that's cool. You know, and like I said, she always gave back and continues to give back to not only, you know, North Little Rock, but to the state of Arkansas. You know, she's probably one of our best products that we've ever had. So I probably was in one of your first classes, 1988 yep. at Rose City Junior High. 87, 88 was my first year to teach at Rose City. And then it was communications is what okay. you had. But I, I made it a combination speech class and drama class because you guys would do performances, you would do speeches. And I will say I was, I was at Rose City for three years and absolutely loved it it was, it was so amazing great. it was a great little school great community down there and we had a you know a really good group of teachers and students you know there were a few like you but then we had some really good ones yeah too. exactly there yeah. were some good ones yeah, as well there, there were some that was didn't sleep <laughs> all the way through class you uh, drove a ford ranger how long did that thing oh my last gosh. it I lasted had a two. long time i had i had a i had a 88 ford ranger that i drove it was great. For about 20 years, and then it finally stopped. <laughs> it just literally just stopped. Well, that's Ford. Yeah. You know. It's like, I'm tired. Give me a break. <laughs> and then I turned around and got a, a 99 Ford Ranger, and I drove that until last summer when it decided to stop. Oh, well. You know, so just I, I was a Ranger guy you for a long, a long time. You were a Ranger guy for yeah. a long time. And I loved time. it. So, well, once you get a truck... You can't go back. Yeah, that's true. You can't go back. You, once you're a truck guy, you're it's a truck guy for Arkansas. life. Arkansas, you got to have a truck. <laughs> I don't know how anybody gets by without a truck. <laughs> One of my favorite classes that you used to do, and, and I don't know what inspired you to do this, but talk about urban legends. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, that was definitely, uh, it, it was something that I was really, really interested in. It was something that I loved a lot, and then... As a new teacher, they don't give you a list of things and say, this is what you should teach. And this is, you know, you have a guideline, you have an outline, these are the subjects and, and things in your class. But you also want to inject some things that are unique. And I have, have always had a love for urban legends. And I always had a love for scary stories because as oh, a sure. kid growing up, you know, growing up in the 60s, if it was in the summer, all the kids in the neighborhood, um, you know, we would sit around under a street light and tell scary stories. 
And I remember being the youngest kid in the neighborhood, and they would tell these scary stories so much so that I would probably end up running home crying, which was their goal, I'm sure. (laughs) And I remember that some of the stories that they told, I discovered years later, they they didn't make those stories up. Those stories are urban legends. Those are stories that have been passed down for generations. You know, like the vanishing hitchhiker where, you know, the guy's driving down the street and he sees the the young girl in a white dress hitchhiking on a rainy night. And he picks her up and she says, I need to go home. She's crying. She gives him the address. He drives her to the house and when he gets to the house and turns around, there's nobody in the car. Yeah. So he goes to the door and knocks on the door and he says uh excuse me lady opens the door and she says yes he says uh i just wanted to check i brought your daughter home and she was very scared she was very upset and the woman says i don't have a daughter and as he's speaking he sees a picture of her on the wall behind her yeah and he says yes you do that's her picture right there and of course the woman says oh my gosh i i hate to tell you this but my daughter was killed by a car about yeah. 10 years ago. And ever since then, she's been trying to get home. So that was sort of my introduction to urban legends. Oh, sure. And so I incorporated my love of storytelling with the injection of these urban legends. And then the only other spin that I put on it, which I thought was really fun, was I would have you guys, the students, bring in stories Ask your parents, ask your grandparents, ask your friends about true stories. And then they would get that feeling of actually sitting around telling these scary stories. And I can tell you, I did that all the way up until my last year. And it was always a favorite. And I think that now it was probably more effective than we started back in your day because so many people don't connect that way. Nobody sits and talks face to face and we've got a whole generation that's coming up that that if they're not texting it or if it doesn't come up on their phone they really don't know how to interact and i tell them this is where it all started people you know thousands of years ago sitting around a campfire Mm -hmm. telling stories that was it and then basically you and i are doing that exact same thing right now and, you know, the cavemen started it. But it, it was. It was assignment that I, I, I really love loved. That. And the students, I've had students that are grown with kids that will run into me in public and say, Mr. Nolan, I still remember oh, yeah. telling those stories. And they'll remember certain stories. And, and I remember a lot of the stories that they told. And, you know, by those last few years, if the kids didn't have stories, I could go for two or three days just telling stories that I had heard from them for years mama loose bridge oh mama loose bridge right down there past rose city of course Partner lake road yeah, yeah i still send kids down there. <laughs> like, yeah it's got to go down there like, <laughs> Mr. Nolan, i went down there i didn't see anything yeah I'm like man you know maybe next time i mean i don't want to be negative but i've got to ask you did did kids change over the years because i have visited and like i was really in the tv department and i just gotta say in the 1990 we did more with less and now they have everything in the world and and it just seems like i don't know it's just a different thing today it, well it's a different world and i don't want to just say oh kids have changed i don't want to be that old fogey like get off right. my lawn you right, know right, right, right. Guy. but it's it is such a different world and it's not just the kids i think it's i think it's 
just everybody. And it is because of cell phones and social media and things like that. And I don't want to be, you know, Debbie Downer about that because there are a great number of benefits. But I do think that it makes teaching much more challenging. I bet. Because you're competing against a device that has the power to have every answer at their fingertips. So then how do you justify, why do I have to study this? Why do I have to take this test when I can pull this answer up right here on my phone? And that is a challenge. Yeah. Now, I will say in classes such as whether it's a speech class or a theater class or something like that, you can watch somebody act or you can watch a movie, but that's not the same as going in for a job interview face-to-face. Sure. And so I, I, I think that, of course, I'm coming from a, a, a place that I was a part of for so long. Theater is, is so influential and the arts are so influential in helping people not only succeed in life, whether it's a job interview or speaking in front of church or leading a group, uh, you know, one way or another, but also it just, I personally feel like, and it's not just me, anybody in the arts will tell you, it just makes you a more full, rich person. You know, the more that you immerse yourself in the arts, then the more the world comes alive. Of course. You know, Color. Absolutely. You know, whether it's dance or music or art or theater, it just gives you, you know, uh, an opportunity for more joy in your life, I think. Sure. And a fuller life. I think it's interesting the difference in acting for a camera versus acting for a stage. That's two different worlds. Absolutely. Well, and I'll throw in the third one, acting on like radio. All of these are completely different. They require different skills and different abilities. Uh, I will say the to me the 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 through line of all of this is imagination and being able to harness that and being able to believe in that. Because if you believe it, whether it's radio, film, TV, if you believe it, the audience is going to believe it, and it all starts there. Perceptions, reality, absolutely. Well said. We're talking with Mike Nolan. He's uh, just retired from the uh, North Little Rock School District. He works now for Porchlight Realty. You want to throw a number out or something? Somebody's interested in. uh, Absolutely. In fact, listening at home. Let me pull this up. I'm talking about using my phone because I don't have numbers memorized. Uh, No one does. I know. I mean, (laughs) I remember I still know my phone number from when I was a kid, actually, which is crazy. But uh, yes, I do work for Porchlight Realty, and there are two numbers I'd love to give out. Sure. Uh, The the first one is the office in Cabot, which is 501-286-6025. And then I work in the North Little Rock office. And the number for the North Little Rock office is, here it is, 501-831. Holy smokes, I'm giving you the wrong number here. <laughs> gosh, dog it. Y2K. I mean, uh, gosh, I'm going to say 501-476-3994. But when we go to a break, I'm probably going to have to look because that may not be the right number. Wow, we'll be. No, that was. That was the right that number. That was it. We'll Porchlight be- Realty, Little, uh, North Little Rock and Cabot.
Hey, Scott Roman here. We're talking with Mike Nolan. He was my drama teacher. He just retired from the North Little Rock School District, and he works for Porchlight Realty. He's doing all of that now. That must be really a challenge to, to start off in. What was the schooling like? Well, uh, the school was very challenging because it was also new to me. Now, I will say that I've got to give my wife, Dina, credit for getting me into sales. She was a retail market manager for an international fragrance company, and she had started out as a freelancer and worked her way up to management, and then she was like, I think this is something that you would like. I think it's something that you would be good at. Uh, you could work on some weekends, you could work on some holidays, and basically what the job was, was you would be in Dillard's with a fragrance, and when somebody would come by, you know, would you like to smell this, would you like to try this, and then you would, obviously the goal was to sell them the fragrance, and so she got me started in that, she actually taught me how to do it the right way, and I found that I really, really enjoyed it. Right. It was really fun. It was that that one-on-one connection with people and then being able to, you know, even though you think, oh, fragrance, that's not a big thing. But, you know, that it, it's a gift. It's something that makes people happy. Sure. And so that's really what I got started. And I had for several years uh, spoken with my wife and I said, you know, I think when I retire from teaching, I said, I think I might like to try real estate. Because I like the idea of working with people and and selling, but selling the right way, not cramming it down somebody's throat, right. but, you know, helping somebody get their first house or helping somebody that, that is selling a house that has a lot of sentimental value and making sure that I can help them, you know, not only sell the house, but sell it to somebody that is going to enjoy it and love it as much as they did and means as much as it does to them. So when I went to uh, the school, uh, it was the real estate school run by Keith Montgomery Mm -hmm. uh, there in North Little Rock. I don't have the number off the top of my head for that, but he did a great job. The first few days, I felt like I was absolutely in over my head. It was like a foreign language. (laughs) I did not know what was going on, but I came from 35 years of teaching where I knew everything about my subject to now being the absolute newbie and knowing nothing. So the school was was really good. It was really challenging. And then you start studying because you have to take this big these big exams. Sure. And so I'm I'm listening to podcasts. I'm working on, you know, I'm studying all these terms and questions and stuff. And then I take the test, and fortunately, I pass the test. And then after that, then you've got to find a real estate firm to work for. And so I interviewed with uh, pretty much every firm in North Little Rock. And I will say, across the board, everybody was super nice, super friendly, super helpful. Uh, but when I walked into Porchlight, uh, the, the the broker there who is running the firm in North Little Rock is Alicia Everett Haley. I walked into her office. We'd been talking five, maybe 10 minutes, and she sort of explained her theory of how she wanted to sell real estate and how her office worked. I knew that that's where I wanted to be. I didn't tell her that right away. Right, sure. Because I didn't know that they were if they would even offer me anything, but I knew right away that's where I wanted to be because I was going to learn hands-on. It wasn't going to be, here, read this book, 
here, watch these videos and then go out and sell houses or a competition between me and 70 other realtors in the same office. It was a very small place. Everybody I mean, so helpful, so welcoming. You know, you, you don't get any of that feeling that it's a competition. And they're always open for questions. And it's, it's doing real estate. And again, I, this is absolutely nothing against anybody else or the way they do it. But I feel like that the way that we do it at Porchlight is the way that it's supposed to be done. We're not worried about selling the most houses. I mean, that would be great if we did, but sure. that's not our goal. Our goal is our reputation. When we sell a house, we want people to not only feel like I gained a friend and this friend got me in a house. Well, sure. And this is somebody that's going to be with me when my when my hot water heater breaks, when something happens to my house that I need to be fixed. I know that I can call them and they're going to they're going to take care of me. Not just selling the house, but years later because we're building relationships and we're building them because we're treating people the way we want to be treated. That's the bottom line. I mean, if you treat people well, they will not only respect you, but they will also become friends to you. So with you just starting, I guess you, it's still probably crazy out there, but I guess you missed the COVID insanity i did i missed sort of that wild wild west period you hear war stories oh my gosh you know (laughs) they're they're coming in they're getting you know so many offers on this house that opened an hour ago and then all of a sudden everybody's throwing money and it was nuts because of the low interest rate and that but i will say in all honesty we still need listings and and people think oh interest rates have gone up to six percent well let me just say, when I bought my first house, the interest rate was like 15%. And so when I see a 6%, 7% interest rate, I'm still sort of like, that's pretty good. That was that's in the 50s, good. though. Well, thank you, Scott, that you think I was buying houses in the 50s. It was the 80s. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, and yeah. let's face it, the hair and the clothes look so much better in the 80s than yes, they did in the they 50s. Did. And the movies were oh, better. Oh, my God, they're the best. But... Anyway, uh, so, uh, it is still, it's not the wild, wild west now, but there aren't nearly as many houses as there are people looking to buy them. I mean, ah. we're, we're begging people. And I will say, if you are even thinking about, hey, maybe we should maybe, you know, sell our house, we could make some money, you absolutely could right now. Now's a great time to sell your house. Even though interest rates have inched up a little bit, housing prices haven't jumped up. At, like you would think they would. They're still quite reasonable, but we just don't have enough houses to sell. And so that's what I would tell anybody that's listening to this. If you're even slightly thinking about selling your house, call Porchlight, whether you call Cabot, whether you call North Little Rock, and we service this whole area, even, you know, outside of here, Conway, Russellville, you know, we want to help people get into a home or, if they want to, maybe they're downsizing. Sure. Maybe they, you know, the kids are gone. They're empty nesters and they don't need this big house. Now's the time to, to sell that house because I promise you, you're going to make good money selling that house. You're going to be treated like family and we're going to take care of you and walk you through the process from the very beginning and then way, way beyond. 
Unfortunately, there's probably even more buyers have lost homes with these tornadoes. Have you seen that? Well, it's it's so quick that we haven't. They're still sort of reeling. processing it. And yeah. I will say that, and I know it's not just us. I know that all the all the real estate firms are doing the same thing. But I know with Porchlight, we have been trying to hustle to find rental places for you know, former clients and people that have been displaced, we're trying to help them get into places, whether it's a rental or an Airbnb, whatever it is, until they can, you know. Something temporary. Yes. Does so, Porchlight manage rentals or are they just mainly sales? Well, I would love to tell you I know the all the answers, Scott, <laughs> but I'm absolutely, even though I'm an old man, I'm the new kid on the block. I don't know for certain. If we it could be. actually do, but I know that they, they do work in some rentals. I don't know if they handle it or if there's a management company that takes care of that. Uh, but I'll tell you what you can do. You can call those numbers that I gave you just moments ago at both the Cabot office, which is 501-286-6025 or North Little Rock at 501-476-3994. And somebody there much more intelligent and and about this than myself would be happy to answer that question for you it sounds like you're having a blast doing it really this. is i will say it, it, the people that i work with are really great and it's really fun but it it's it's really cool i mean i know i had my first open house and you know people are coming in i'm getting to talk to people and it's like you get me in the room where i can talk to some people sure i'm having a blast it's fun. You know, you're just, you know, you're meeting people and, and you know, they're excited and they're looking around for a house or, or maybe they're just, you know, hanging out on a Sunday afternoon and it, it's just, it's exciting. It's fun. It's probably tough, you know, somebody's selling a house. I got to raise my kids in this house. Right. That would be hard to it say, is. I'm going to go do something yes. else. It, it is. It, you know, there's a lot of emotion that comes into that, but you know, it's kind of like, uh, this is probably not a great analogy, but, you know, like a shark. If sharks stop moving forward, they die. It's true. And so I'm going to be that. I'm going to continue to move forward and keep going because, you know, just because I retired from teaching, I'm not done. I'm nowhere near done. Oh, no. You know, no. I mean, I know you can't see it on the radio, but as Scott will attest, <laughs> I, uh, I look incredibly young. Incredibly. Oh, it's, it's almost as if I have not aged at all. <laughs> It's, it's pretty spooky. much it's like somehow, vampire. Somehow, okay, don't go there. But somehow, <laughs> you look older than me. I don't even know how that's possible. How is that possible? I have the gray hair, but you you look older than yeah, me. Yeah, much older. But but distinguished. You look very distinguished. <laughs> I do need to get that out there. Yeah, yeah. Throw it out there, man. It's so great for you to come up and do this. I really appreciate sure. it, big time. And let's give the phone numbers out one more time Absolutely. for uh, porch light. Porchlight Realty, two offices. Everybody there is great. And honestly, you will feel like you're working with family if you if you call them up. The Cabot number is 501-286-6025. And the North Little Rock number is 501-476-3994. We would love to help you either sell your house or get you in a new house. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mike I'm Nolan. so glad I got to do this, Oh, man. yeah. You guys go have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday on Guadney Unplugged. <laughs>